Hello, everyone. It's Hannah Nieves of the Ancient House Podcast. And I'm so excited because we have Ashley Henry of the Cheetah Company here. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. So I'd love to dive in because you have honestly one of the most incredible stories and it's one that's impacted me so much. I just want to take a moment. So if people don't know you, can you just share a little bit more about like your background, your business, like how you got to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Ashley Henry, founder and CEO of the Cheetah Company. We're a modernized marketing and sales firm with a traditional and timeless twist. We serve modern businesswomen marketing and sales, consulting, coaching, education. And we've had the honor of working with a hundred plus clients around the globe. And that was like the biggest dream of mine. When I was a little girl, I was like, oh, I want to have friends all around the world. I just thought there's got to be a way that we can do that. (laughs) So ultimately I got into this space after a pretty intense time as a marketing strategist at a self-funded startup. We had an anchor client an optional or voluntary medical. And as the global pandemic began to rise around us, I mean, next steps had to happen. So I was salaried, but I was moonlighting in several positions while also just freelancing and marketing behind the scenes was a little sticky. I think we have like a similar story there. So I just knew that we were close to an end when I had to let go of seven team members one day over Zoom all around the country with absolutely no information before that morning. So I sat on the sofa with my husband and I was like, I think I can do this in my own way. And it was a pretty big gamble to strike fear while I felt like passion and kind of like a ferocity to go on my own. We started as a social media and lead generation agency for business women, quickly began to scale with several team members around the globe. We had some international folks And I had a sit down moment with myself and was just like, is this in correlation with the integration of the life that I desire? So we rehauled the business model very slowly, sustainably to what we have today. Wow. That is incredible. I feel like we have very similar stories. Very similar stories. (laughs) Okay. So you started as an agency and now you have the consulting, you have the community. So like I'd love to understand the, you know, evolution of that from like agency to now this multidimensional brand, which is something that we love and talk a lot about. Like what was the process and what were the steps there? Goodness. The biggest step was like, we were starting to make high multi-five-figure months. I finally was like, okay, I'm hitting burnout. I need to hire, start hiring. And then realized within maybe three months of it doing well. I was like, this is not it. I'm a projector. And I was just like, this is not efficient. This is not going to help. It's going to help for a time. There's like a time and a place for an agency, as you know, but then there's also like, how do we teach the skill set so it lives on and we can really keep marketing in house and have it feel even more like the brand than an agency can make it feel. And so I started talking to our clients, like, would this be something you would be interested in? And so I retained and self-referred in-house first. And then it kind of happened. I hate to say it like that because I know it's not like tactical, but we received some notes, like submissions from our website, literally asking, I don't really, or saying, I don't really need agency work. I need someone to tell me how to do it. I was just like, isn't this funny? So it kind of just started really organically. We've never used paid ads or anything. And we've just built organically and it's been beautiful. And I think 
that conversation and the usual like chitter chatter in between people just started connecting everything. But I did have a goal to have a membership and that was my first big, big step. And in the middle, we had those coaching clients come out of the woodworks. Like, would you be able to do this? I don't really find, I don't want to find a different coach. I want to find you. Wow. That is amazing. (laughs) And I definitely can relate to, yeah, I talked about this yesterday, actually on social media, where like we had four full-time team members. We were going the agency route. Like, you know, we were making so much money and I was like, what do I do with this? And at that point, I like quickly realized that I actually built like a digital prison, which was wild. So I'm sure that you can relate to that as well. I'm curious as you're making the transition, because this is a very timely episode because a lot of people, peers, clients are going through these types of transitions right now, like big, big ones. Did you have any fear when you were going through the process of doing this? And like, what came up for you? Because I know I I had a lot of things, but I'm curious from your perspective. (laughs) I feel like, I think we both love The Mountain Is You, the book. Yeah. I feel like I listen to that every single day just to move steps forward and like meet my ego over and over again. It didn't make any sense to let go of something that was working really well. And I had a lot of fear. I was a person that had several jobs at a time because I didn't really like to do one thing. And I would burn myself out, even if it meant like working on weekends, working at night, just to have different skill sets and not be bored, even rising in ranks and promotions and such. And so I was like, am I repeating this cycle in my business in a poor way, or is this a smart step? So I think I had a lot of intuitive conversations of like, is this really real? So I couldn't really like trust myself. It was fear, but it was also like, who are you to do this? You just started building this. It's a pandemic. Are you crazy? Like just support the people in the way that they are here now. Don't worry about the future of how you're going to transition this model, but we're going through another pivot because we're family planning. So (laughs) yeah. Oh my goodness. That is so exciting. And I think that's something that's really, really powerful. And something that I think is really distinct to your brand is you are so purpose-driven, like with everything at, from the outside looking in, like every single move you make, every single step you make, it's very intentional. And you've built just such a strong brand that's built on finding your purpose, which just shows as it's naturally evolved, which is something I think we can all relate to, you know, all the listeners to this podcast. Can you share a little bit more about why this is so deep for you? Because this is a really powerful story and it's something that really moved me. And I think just like really creates this through line with your brand. So I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I guess we should start with the purpose before the story, but essentially aligning our business model with a purpose first started just behind the scenes. I didn't really speak it out loud, but through every brand that I've had, I ran a photography business, product business, and it seemed like I was always connecting with women that had pasts like mine. They were from low income areas. They had a rough and tumble life. I grew up around drugs, gangs, all the things. And in that area that we were in, it was such a beautiful space. Like I learned how to speak Spanish. I learned how to cook authentic Mexican food. There was always a party going on, something fun to do, but there was a darkness in that, that neighborhood too, of just like pain. It just felt like pain when you walked the neighborhood. And so I found a group of girls 
they were dating older guys. I decided to as well. I was 12 and thought that the guy was around like 17 or so. And it turns out he was much, much older and just looked younger, et cetera. The whole thing. We started having a relationship very young. Thought I was so cool, as we all do when we're dating older guys. And ultimately, the worst summer of my life was also the most transformative summer of my life. I was making quesadillas on my stove (laughs) and I was frying oil to like truly fry up the quesadilla. And I know this is like, where is this going? But it has a purpose. That oil caught on fire and we had a house fire. And I literally walked through fire to get out of my house. And I have like third degree burns, had all of these skin grafts. And I came back from the hospital after two weeks of being there. I was 13, I believe. I think I had my 13th birthday soon after. And I was just like, I'm so young to feel this terrified. I'm so young to feel like things are crumbling all around me and like, who am I? And how do I find safety? My parents worked a lot had to get cash in the house, obviously. And I was a happy little surprise to a very, very newly wedded couple. So I came back from the hospital thinking like, this boyfriend's going to support me and make sure that I feel safe and happy. And that week that I came back, actually the first day that we hung out was the first time he hit me. And I realized then that I wasn't in a good situation, but I didn't know how to get out of it. I didn't have words for it. And so we purposefully help women tell their stories because I didn't know how to tell that story. And it was so rooted then. And so, yes, we help people tell their stories through marketing and that ends ends towards sales and business growth and all the things. But if we're not like positively moving society forward, then to me, it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of like as something, it's just like fluff, I guess is what's coming to mind. But ultimately when we started this company, I started giving to the same shelter that supported me. It's called the Ocala Domestic Violence Shelter. And they later supported me for something different that I also talk about. But our goal is to help women resiliently rise. We just want them to remember their power and to remember who they were before something terrible happened to them. And resiliency is like the backbone of the band. So we run campaigns towards that shelter to ask for support to support the women that are there. And we give every month from our business revenue. That is just incredible. And first off, I'm so sorry that you went through that, but I know, like, I know that's part of your story. That's part of like why you're here. And I have a very, well, similar yet different situation with my dad. I openly talked about this. I was adopted when I was 18. My biological father passed away a few years ago, very abusive individual. So, and that's a big, part of everything that we're doing here, which I love that you share that. And I think for a lot of women, it's very hard to do that. It's very, and I, I don't know if you resonate with this, but like when I was starting my business, it was okay. Picture perfect, you know, wear the pantsuit and must show up with this perfect top every single day and makeup done, hair done, like the whole thing. And it was like, almost that I kept this this image of perfection because that's how I was able to move through it. But in reality, like what you said, like people connect on the stories and people connect on that deeper level. So I would love to know how did you move through that fear when sharing that story? And like, do you still 
I guess, like get fear, you know, when you're talking about this or at this point, have you moved past it where it's truly like, it's the fire behind the brand at this point? Yeah, definitely the fire behind the brand. I think I can hear it in your voice too, that like when it's so healed, you can just like alchemize it into a story and let it be a story without it defining the full narrative moving forward. The narrative for me is we use this as a platform and a place where I can speak to women that are going through it now or have gone through it before and have never shared. That was something that was intense, but also welcomed when we've like ran campaigns, people come out of the woodworks, they share their stories. They've never shared them before. And so if I wasn't healed enough, then I couldn't hear those stories and sit with them. But in terms of fear, sometimes I wonder like, does this connect enough to the brand for it to make sense. And then I think of all of these incredible brands that have these incredible stories that we listen to and love. I'm like, we're just building that. And I'm just so in it that it gets a little nerve wracking sometimes, but otherwise, no, it feels good. Mm, I love that. And I think it's really, really powerful to share because, you know, to everyone that's listening right now, every single person has a story, whether it's, you know, you had that toxic boss that you worked in in corporate that like shaped, you know, why you're doing what you're doing, or it's going through serious situations like this, but it really does help to connect with people. I'm curious because marketing and messaging is really at the cornerstone also of your brand as well. How do you recommend that people, you know, like weave in their personal stories into their marketing? Because I do think it helps humanize it. I do think it helps really build connection. Like how do you recommend that to clients when they're thinking about how do these stories make sense, but then how do I, how do I weave this into like my content plan and things like that? Yeah. I think what's important is to step back and ask yourself, like how healed am I with this? How comfortable am I with perception being understood, misunderstood, cared about, not cared about and kind of like campfire style. Is this for shock value? Is this like a scary story Or is this a purposeful story that's going to help people walk from one place to another and feel supported in it? Ultimately, I love like a good messaging resource where you're just like dumping everything and then kind of like like a colander just sifting over and over again. Like, how does this make sense? Does this fit? And finding a way that you can take your story and tangibly tie it. So for us, that's tangibly tying it to revenue and asking for support for that shelter through campaigns and, or just us supporting every single month. We don't ask for that. We don't necessarily like market it all the time, but we do share it to clients overall, that this is something that's important. So it's kind of like, what is the rally and the riot behind the purposeful statement that you're sharing? And what is the call to action? Like many of us, we see all of these awareness campaigns, but then we don't have an action to take. And I think that's really what creates the through thread of like, oh, I can take this next step. Kind of feel like I helped the cause and supported that person, this brand and the story to move forward. Oh, I love that you just tied that to like the movement and like the rally cry behind that, because I think that's something that's really important, especially if you want to build a brand that's, you know, not just like the Instagram brand or something that's just here for a few years and then it's gone. What are your thoughts on brands having a movement like that? Whether even if you're operating under an entity or you are a personal brand, like what are your thoughts on weaving that in on both ends? I can't think of a smarter thing to do. Like I just, 
feel like if we don't have a story behind the brand, there could be a perception of it's just another business. It's just another place that I get service. And we don't want to feel like our brands are just like a get service place. I kind of think of like, and I don't know, I've never had a like car shop where I've been like, I love going to this car shop, but you go to a car shop, you get your car served, you move on. Even if you go to a luxury car shop, it's just like, you might receive some coffee and I smile, but you move on. There's no movement behind it. Whereas if you walk into your favorite sustainable high-end boutique that really cares about the brands that are inside because they care about the world, you can feel that it's like palpable, even if they're not like, Hey, this is our movement. You just know it. (laughs) I love that. I was actually, actually at this conference last week and are you familiar with, is it Biddy and Bo's coffee? Yeah. Okay. So I met the founder there. And if you're listening and you don't know what this coffee shop is, like pause this and go look it up fast. I'm going to put the link in there actually. No, Biddy and Bo's. Actually, I think they're North Carolina based. And the founder started it because two of his children had Down syndrome. And he was talking about like the whole statistics of like how, you know, there's this whole like subset of the population, not just in the US, but across the world that almost look is getting looked at as like, you know, second class human, you know, in a way with, you know, people who have disabilities, they cannot find jobs. And so he created this coffee shop that solely employs people with disabilities, whether it's Down syndrome or autism, or maybe you go through a stroke or PTSD, whatever it is, right? And his whole message is a social movement disguised as a coffee shop. And I just like, I thought of that when you just said that. And I have to tell you, like that coffee shop truly moved me. Like, I don't know about you, but like, if I had them close by, like they would be the only coffee shop I'd be buying from. Absolutely. 1000%. (laughs) We don't have one in Asheville. And now we're like, I'm mentally like, can we rally for this? No, well, they're a franchise, so maybe you could just buy a franchise. And <laughs> that sounds really fun. Not that I mean, we need another business, but <laughs> I know. we're like acquiring our fourth business right now. And I'm like, okay, like, so when is this actually going to stop? When are we going to stop? <laughs> As an MG, I don't know that you will. <laughs> it is so hard, and I definitely can relate. To, well, you're a projector, so projectors are really supposed to be only working like three hours a day, so. For anyone that's like listening in, who's a human design, you know, expert in here, I only know the MGs, but that's the only thing I know about projectors. (laughs) It's that it's where we're efficient. We can work three hours. (laughs) You are, you're so efficient. I am not, but so, you know, you've built these brands, right? Deeply rooted on purpose. You know, you've, you've built a movement at this point with your company, moved from agency to consulting to now you have the membership, the education platform. And of course there's things on the line, like what's next for your brand? Like, what are you envisioning for your brand and how are you using this movement to be that driver? Mm -hmm. All I keep like sitting on is just, how do we get more women into one group where it doesn't feel like the usual group program feels a bit more like a mastermind, but also feels like a campfire. And so our next thing is we're hosting a retreat for past clients to walk on in and Asheville. And that's going to be wonderful and beautiful. And we're testing three different offers in this one offer. Oh, I love that. Because efficiency. So they get to choose like their path when they're coming in. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That is brilliant. <laughs> so interesting too. And something that I just want to like reflect back to you is like the innovation that's coming from your brand. And for those that are listening, you know, Ashley shared a lot of great takeaways on using your message, you know, using that to be obviously your deeper purpose into your brand and really creating a movement. But the last thing is innovation, which, you know, like I said before, a lot of people are going through pivots right now, like massive, massive pivots in their businesses. We are going through a pivot as well. I mean, like every year we're going through a pivot, but it's just like always refining and tweaking and refining and tweaking as we build it. And I think that's something really, really important in today's you know, economic environment and industry environment. I think the fact that you're like adapting to your client base is really, really powerful. So I just wanted to reflect that back to you. I can't tell you how much it means. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So I just want to say thank you so much for just like being here and just like sharing your wisdom and sharing your feedback. I'd love to know from you, I mean, some like rapid fire here. What has been like the one thing that has been really helpful in your business that's really helped you like scale, propel? My first thought is community. My second thought is I actually needed one person next to me for several years. Like, I needed not necessarily like strategy, but more like take the brunt of all of these thoughts. So my husband doesn't have to, the team doesn't have to, and you can only write in your journal so many times. <laughs> I please, I can definitely relate to that. Okay. And I'd love to know, like, what is your best either productivity hack and or like tool that you use to help you in your business? ClickUp. <laughs> ClickUp like is our, I don't know, it's almost our master. Like if we're not going by ClickUp, then things are not getting done. That's how we stay as like efficient as possible, as lean as possible with all we have going on. But I would say holistic harmony between life and business, just like making sure that not every weekend is full, not every week is stacked to the brim. How are we like pushing and pulling, having divine feminine, masculine, like really just breathing and moving with that instead of just doing the old corporate thing. Yeah. I'm pushing. And that was actually going to be my last question was how do you balance the integration of work and life in your business? Like, do you have any rituals or things that you do on a daily or weekly basis that really help you? Yeah. I feel like my morning routine is pretty similar to what's out there. So I'll say my Friday afternoon routine is my favorite. It's a lot to, to, receive emotional response from people all around the world in different places and spaces from membership to course students to consulting. So I really just like brain dump in my journal. Here's what went really well. Here's what didn't. Here's where I need to protect my energy and time more. Here's where I can be a better coach consultant. And here's where I need to set some boundaries energetically. Mm -hmm. I love that key boundaries, <laughs> boundaries, boundaries. Yeah. boundaries. Okay. Amazing. So if people want to connect with you, where should I find you? And I will drop your links in the show notes as well. We're at the cheetah company on all platforms. And then the cheetah company.com is our website. If you want to hang out just with me, it's Ashley C as in Carolyn Henry on Instagram. Amazing. I just want to say thank you so much for just being here sharing these insights. I know for a lot of people sharing their story can be sometimes a lot, but also like really, really empowering. And I just want to say thank you for just like sharing that with our audience as well. And I took so much away from just this one episode. So we might have to have a part two. 
I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Hannah.